Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of What I Remember, What I Have Learned podcast. For this week, I have selected a sample of my conversations with uh, my previous guests. I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please feel free to share the love. This is from my conversation with Farzana Rohani. The name of the episode is Comfort Doesn't Necessarily Translate to Quality. And you can listen to the full episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Farzana talks about how happy she is that she made her parents proud. Are you happy with the person you are today? I don't know. That's that's a hard question. I think there's always room for improvement, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've done well as far as trying to kind of make my parents not regret their decision because I know they sacrificed a lot, especially my mom, because my mom was having a very hard time initially to move to the United States. She felt very lonely. She missed her lifestyle in Iran. Gradually, she she adapted, and actually, she made you know she was very at the end. She was very happy to be here. She was happy that we are all together. together. Over time, when she moved here, she became more spiritual. Uh, she liked the fact that my sister and I were both independent, and we didn't need a man. She, she said, you know. You have a car. You can go anywhere you want. You know that's that itself is a you know. So I think in the sense that I kind of did my best to you know get educated, become independent, look after them, do you know, do the right thing. Yeah, but I think as far as a person, you can probably always improve. I think with every decade, your perception and your desires change. This is from my conversation with Mariam Roberts. The name of the episode is "Why do I have to bound myself to one thing when the world is boundless?" And you can listen to the full episode on the Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Mariam here talks about how much she has learned about herself through raising a kid. So, how is it even like going into relationship with someone who already has a kid? I was. So, I mean, when I met my husband, first of all, I didn't know, obviously, that he had a kid. I don't think I cared to. And then when he told me, my only, the only thing that occurred, like, came to my mind that I hoped for was that he had a kid from a, re- a relationship. So that was my initial thing. Not that, oh, shit, he has a kid, but more like, I really hope that this child came from uh, love, you know? And he was, you know, I definitely, that was the case. And from then it didn't matter at all. But what I did, the person I am, I went to the library and I got every book I could find on how to date a guy with a kid. <laughs> and I did my research and I That's read awesome found out all the ways that I can help or I should avoid or I should you know so I did my research for sure none of it helped but (laughs) and then I fell in love so quickly that I was hooked you know it didn't matter but now as I'm getting you know it's been however long it's been I'm there has been a lot of up and downs but there's a lot of up and downs raising a kid period and um in some ways, I'm grateful for it because it's giving me a different perspective that I, I think a lot of people don't have and they have kids. And so 
I'm definitely grateful for the experience and being part of his life because I think people have kids and they think, oh, I'm going to raise my kid this way and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to teach him this, I'm going to teach him that. And it's not too long before you realize you're actually raising yourself. Mm. You're actually coming to terms with your own insecurities, with your own flaws, with your own weaknesses and strengths. It's like the puts it in your face like here here's a mirror and this is who you are you know while you think you're raising me why don't you take a look at yourself in the mirror and that's the hardest part about having kids it's like they force you to face your own shit (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that that's the only thing and and of course you know I've learned that it, it does affect your relationship you know um but it doesn't have to be for the worse. It could be for the be- better because as far as like, you know, you, you do fight about like, oh, why did you feed him that? Or he should eat this or he should eat that or he should say this. He should say that. Like silly things that, you know, any parent does. So it's hard regardless. But I, I, I would say if you, if you find the guy who is amazing and has an amazing heart it doesn't matter if he has 10 kids because that's what's meant to be you know what I mean like for me it was meant for me to be a stepmom and take a look at myself in the process and just experience this life that I never dreamt of having you know through raising and oh another thing I would say about having kids is be ready to be looking at yourself in the deepest part of yourself through a child, you know, and willing to do something about it and not dump your shit on your kid. Cause a lot of people end up doing that. They're like, right. they can look at themselves and they'll dump all of it on their kid. And this poor child is having to deal with the kid, the parents you know, baggage. But if you're willing to take all that baggage out of your closet and and work on yourself then then go for it have a kid this is from my conversation with Ehsan Iran Nijat the name of the episode is there are two kind of passions adopted and discovered and you can listen to the full episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts here Ehsan is sharing with us how life didn't go as he planned and what a great experience it turned out to be do you have a favorite story that you like to tell? About me? Uh, about you or about experience you had either like back home in Iran or here in the States? Maybe experience that you've learned a valuable lesson Oh my God. From. Like the, the highlight of my life was that 2018 debacle. Like going to Tesla and deciding to leave. Yeah. That tell was a huge turning would, point yes. in my life. Tell me so, about that. So when I left architecture, I got this opportunity to work for Tesla and I was like oh my god this is like the opportunity of my life I'm gonna go there this is the last job I'm gonna have in my life this just I'm gonna work for this company for the rest of it um and I did everything every trick that I found in the book to get that job it got to a point that they kind of asked me to move to Reno and I thought this is not a big deal and I did and everything fell down and I realized oh my god like that's when I realized what being an immigrant is Mm. 
So like you were hinging on the social support that he had in Portland and you gave it all up again in your life, left everybody to go do something else. And that broke me. It was just too much. Like the, the combination of that and the, the problems in my relationship and my mom came here for a while. She was staying with me, like the stress of just having her over. There was a lot of different things happening at the same time I was contributing to it. I was working way too much, not drinking enough water, like all of these little things that sort right. of like... Uh, help um, sort of like take you in that direction but it it burned me out really bad um, and I still deal with like some of those panic attacks from back then that was like four years ago wow um, but it got to a point that I sat in front of my boss back in Tesla I'm like I'm going back to Portland dude I can't do this and I had really good like there was a lot of money like financially there was a lot of money at stake oh I bet um because I had really good stocks there. Yeah. Like, it would have been probably worth around, like, almost $3 million by now. With after, like, they split other techs and stuff. I mean, stocks working for like. Elon Musk? Well, yeah. Like... Well, it, it's, it's actually, it's actually a really it's bad not... job. Like, this was crazy. <laughs> like, just... Really? Yeah, one of the biggest stresses you, of my life Did you was, get to meet him? Yeah, in, in the meetings. But, like, it's not... Like, he's a celebrity. in person? Yeah, but, the, yeah, he's in the meeting in person. But you don't get to talk to him. Because, like, he's a oh, celebrity. Really? Yeah, oh, like, everybody's okay. scared shitless of him. Oh, really? Um, he he's, doesn't yeah. strike me as, like... Well, when know, he has the power like... to fire you on the spot, and he does that quite often... Really? Yeah, like, when he was at the factory, in different sectors of the factory, they would put red dots on the badges of people that were supposed to be there, and if you don't have a red dot, you don't walk into that section. Because if he finds you, and he asks you a question of, like, what are you doing here, and they don't have a really good reason, you'll get fired. Like stuff oh like this, though. It was it was not a good wow. work environment. Yeah, and it was like me going to the tech culture of like Bay Area culture. That was I know it was Reno, but it was like all of those people sort of like came from um, tech culture. They're like you know all San Francisco mentality, Bay Area mentality. Yeah. So like exposure to all of that was super new to me. I was like, oh my god, this is just an environment that I know nothing of. Especially coming from architecture, we try to save like a couple of hundred thousand dollars here and there. And then you go there and they make a $50 million mistake. And you're like, oh my God, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, so all of that kind of burned me out. And I decided to leave and gave away everything that was there. And even like I had to give them money back for all the moving costs and stuff like that. But I ended up coming back to Portland. And to this day, the, the happiest thing that I kind of did, that the good story is that I don't regret that move. Because mm. um, I ended up at a better place. And that's more aligned with the type of person that I am and the type of projects that I want to work on. But that whole thing, that whole experience, experience yeah. taught me so much in my life. About yourself, like, by that point, right? I was like, this analytical brain in me was trying to design everything in my life. That your life is supposed to be like this, you got to do this, you got to do that, and then you do this and whatnot. And then I learned that you can't really do that. Like, life has a habit of slapping you in the face every once in a while every time you think you got it figured out mm. and sort of like just completely topple you and I kind of understood that hey like just being more f- having the sp- skills to be flexible and sort of like adapt with the situation is actually situation, a lot more yeah. important than try to have a plan yeah what you're about to hear is my conversation with Amber Iqbal the name of the episode is I don't care if I fail I want to make sure I'll make it happen and you can listen to the full episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. 
Here, Amber talks about her struggle in life and how persistent she's been to reach her goals in life. Yeah. For me, this business was not about money. I went through a lot of struggles in life. Whatever I wanted to achieve was through so many hardships. So many hardships. I don't know why. Because the profession I choose. Mm. Because business, doing a business from scratch is not easy. It's not. And plus, you don't have any money to put towards it, right? Right. And you're asking someone else for money. And a woman like me doesn't like that. The ego comes in. Mm -hmm. So for me, everything was a struggle. Getting pregnant was a struggle. Going to wherever I am today was a struggle. But some people say, oh, Amber, you're knocking at this one door. Why don't you try the other door? No, I was like, I'm going to make sure that this door opens. I'm going to make a key. And it's going to be a fucking master key. I'm going to make the key. You know? So I made sure that if this door is sealed, I have a way to open this door somehow. I'm going to make a way to open this door. So I today from since 2009 until today I think I did pretty well for myself when it comes to business. Yeah. It's a one woman show. I'm everything to this business. It's my baby. My first child is my business. And then I mean, of course, then my, it's your show. Yeah, that is my real child. <laughs> and that child didn't come oh, easy oh either. God, that child, it took so many years of hard work. and. But at the end, it's all worth it, right? It's, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. But I always say this. I, I advocate this to women, young women these days. It's not necessary to get married. You don't have to get married. Even for men or women, it's not necessary to get married. What, what is, there, there are two reasons you get married, you know, for, right? There, there is, there's for reproduction mm-hmm. and for companionship. That's it. These are the only two reasons. Otherwise, you don't need to get married. If you have money, you have success, you have goals in your life, you don't need to get married. Now when I think and look back, I'm like, if I had a choice, (laughs) no, I would have, uh, you know, adopted a Persian cat (laughs) (laughs) from your country, Massa, from your country. I mean, I built myself over the years. I saved money. I wanted to prove to people around me that hey if I started this I'm gonna make sure that I'm successful and that's the same thing when I pick and choose things to do I make sure I make that those things happen I brag this about myself mm-hmm. and when I was I wanted to get pregnant I got pregnant I, I lost pregnancies I lost four pregnancies this child is from from my fifth pregnancy and you know I mean I talked to a few people about this but not everyone knows about it 
Thank you everyone for listening to What I Remember, What I Have Learned podcast. Your support and feedback means the world to me. Until next time, Khoda Hafiz.